Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, good morning everyone. It is absolutely fantastic to see you all and wonderful that we are here together. Also, a big welcome to everyone listening at home on podcast. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Well, my message today is called The Waiting Room. Have you ever been waiting for something that you just can't wait to find out? Maybe it's the result to an exam. Maybe it's if it's a yes or a no following that job interview. Maybe has the offer you put in on that property been accepted or declined? Maybe it's that promotion at work. Have you been successful or not? Many things that we can find ourselves waiting to find out. And for Dave and I, some of you may know we have three children. They're all on the front row here, being parented by Keith this morning. So they are in tip-top condition. We have Daniel, who's nine. When we were pregnant with Daniel, we decided we're not going to find out what we're having. We're going to wait patiently for nine months. And it was a boy. Second time round, we decided we're going to wait patiently. And it was a girl. Third time round, forget that malarkey. We're finding out. I want to get organised. My house is shrinking. I need to sort clothes out for starters. So at 20 weeks, when they said, so, Mr and Mrs Bolton, are you going to find out what you're having today? We looked at each other and we said, yes, we are. Then she told me, you need to go to the toilet and empty that bladder because we can't see nothing at the moment. So I was very good, did what she said. And eventually they did the ultrasound scan. Aren't they amazing people? Aren't we blessed? There it is. You see the baby kicking and moving. It was all healthy. Thank you, God. And they said, you're having a little girl. We think You cannot take this 100%, but it's looking fairly likely it's a little girl. And there she was, 22nd of April, 2012, we had our third little girl, Isabella. But waiting, waiting. You see, there's a natural desire in you and me that we want the unknown to become the known. There's a natural instinct in all of us, but here's the thing. Often between the unknown becoming the known, there's this thing called the middle. The in-between stages. The waiting room. Do we like the waiting room? Do you like the middle? Do you like the waiting room? Actually, if we're all honest, most of the time we say, I just want to get from here, from the unknown, 
to the known as quick as I possibly can. Actually, if there's any possible way of chopping out all of this middle waiting in between malarkey stage, I want to chop it out. I want to shortcut it because I want to get to the known. Maybe for you, right now, you're in a waiting room. Maybe you've got questions with no answers. Maybe you've got conditions that are yet to be diagnosed. Maybe you've got problems but no solutions. Maybe you're right smack in a situation but you're not sure what the end result is going to look like. You're in the middle. You're in the waiting room. And I want to ask you a question this morning. And the question is, how should you respond when you're in the waiting room? How should you respond when you're in the middle? When you can't see how it's all going to pan out? When you can't see over here, but all you can see is I'm in the middle. I'm in the waiting room. I don't quite know what the end's going to look like. How should you respond? And that is the whole angle of where we're going to be going today, of how you should respond in the waiting room. And to help us today to answer this question, we're going to look at a tremendous woman in the Bible. She's found in the Old Testament. In fact, she's found in the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And this woman is called Rebecca. So come with me. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 25 this morning, starting from verse 21. But before we jump in this morning, I need to give you some background about who are these people and what's going on. So Rebecca, she was married to a man called Isaac. Isaac was about 40 when he married Rebecca. He was actually a little bit older than men usually were when they got married. And it was a very romantic story. They met at, met at a well. And she was beautiful and they fell in love. And we know Isaac's 40, but we know Rebecca was a little bit younger. And they were very much in love. And actually, Isaac was the son of someone very important. In fact, Isaac was the son of a great patriarch in the Bible. He was the son of Abram. And Abram was married to Sarai. So Isaac's dad, Abram, Isaac's mom, Sarai. And if we rewind the clock, even before Isaac was born, you see, Abram and Sarai, they loved God, but they really wanted something. Ever really wanted something really bad? They really wanted a baby. But it was not happening. This baby was not coming. And the story goes, go check it out for yourself at home. Then actually, God said, you are going to have a child, but you're in the waiting room. We don't like the waiting room, said Sarai to Abraham. So they decided to take matters into their own hands. And without going into all the details this morning, they did a few things. They did get a few children, but not quite the way 
that God intended. But eventually, Sarai conceived and she gave birth to a son, Isaac. And Isaac and Rebekah fast forward the clock, funny enough, and now in the exact same position. They desperately want a baby, but it's not happening. In fact, the Bible tells us that Isaac and Sarah are married for 20 years, waiting for a baby. Rebecca is still barren. And this is where we're going to jump into the story. But get this, Isaac didn't make the same mistake that his mom and dad made. You don't need to make some of the same mistakes, people, that others have made. Isaac decided, I am staying solely married to Rebecca. We are not going to take matters into our own hands while we're in the waiting room. We're going to trust in God and we're going to do it his way. And here's what happens. So come with me to Genesis chapter 25 and we're going to step in at verse 21. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord granted his plea and Rebekah his wife conceived but the children struggled together within her and she said if all is well why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. Has God ever answered your prayer and then there's been a but? You see, God has answered Jacob's prayer. After 20 years, Rebecca is now pregnant. But something's not right. Something's going on inside of her. There's a struggle. Something's happening. You see, sometimes God can answer your prayer and then there's a but. God, give me a promotion. But then you need to learn to take more responsibility. God, give me a bigger house. But then you need to learn to clean it and manage things better. God, give me more money. But then you need to learn to become a better steward of what you've got. God, give me a family. But then you need to adapt your life accordingly to having a family. God, send me a marriage partner. But then you need to put your single life behind you. And live like a husband and wife. Ever got an answered prayer? And then there's a but. Here, Jacob's prayed, give us a baby. And now Rebecca is with baby, but things are not looking good. You see, when we actually look into this, Sarah says that the children struggled together within her and what that word means when we look that 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 makes it sound too light actually that word struggled it means jostled it means there was an in 
internal violent commotion going on in Rebecca. These, these babies, they weren't just given a little gentle kick. I'm awake. Hello. Good morning. These children, this word conveys a picture that they were fighting. They were jostling. They were crushing one another. They were violent. And all of this is going on in Rebecca's womb. And she comes to God and she says these words, If all is well, if this is the answer to our prayer for 20 years, if this is what you've blessed me with, why on earth am I feeling like this? What is this about? Ever been in a situation, friends, and you're like, what is this about? God, if you're good, like your word says you are, why have I got this issue in my life? God, if you're good, like your word says you are, why is there an internal commotion in my life going on? God, what's going on? Ever ask God that question? What's going on? So what does Rebecca do? She goes to inquire of the Lord. Now, we don't know exactly what happened, but I wonder if, friends, that day she took herself out the house. She found a place where nobody else was. Maybe if physically she was able, she even knelt down. And maybe she just said to God, God, I don't get it. I don't understand. I can't cope with this. Maybe this is even going to kill me. God, I thought this was going to be easy. God, tell me what's happening can you make some sense of what's going on? And friends, she went alone to inquire of the Lord. And she went to inquire of the Lord. You see, Rebecca could have chosen, I'm going to go to Jacob. I'm going to go to Isaac. It was his prayer. Actually, no, no, I'm not going to go to Isaac. I'm going to go to the great father, Abraham, who was still alive at this point. And I'm going to ask him what's going on. But no, no, no. Rebecca decided I'm going to go to the top. I'm going to go to the one with all the answers. I'm going to go to my Jehovah. I'm going to go to my God. And I'm going to ask him, God, what is going on? Tell me. Speak to me. And she went alone. She didn't take no one else with her. It was her business with God that she went to inquire about. You see, how could she have responded? She could have moaned, groaned. She could have blamed Isaac. It's your fault. She could have buried her head in the sand and said, it's not happening really. I'm going I'm to ignore it and it will go away. 
How did she respond in that waiting room? She went straight to the top. She went and she inquired of her God. And in the unknown, in the unfamiliar, in the confusion of that waiting room, she went to inquire of her God. And friends, for you, when you're in your waiting room, in your confusion, in your unknown, when you've got your internal commotion going on, the first thing that you need to do is this. You need to seek. You need to seek your God. You need to seek him. You see, God wants you to be a Rebecca. Maybe you've got situations right now where you need to go and you need to seek God. God, what do you want me to do? God, what's going on? God, can you make sense of the mess in front of me? Maybe you need to seek God about a health issue, about your marriage, about a financial situation, about something from the past that you're not shaking off. Maybe about a big decision for the future. And God wants you to be like Rebecca. He wants you to seek him. He wants you to come to him. Because he wants to talk to you. Because it's a personal relationship. But here's the thing. You're going to have to walk that journey alone. You're going to have to go and seek God for yourself. You see, friends, and hear me right now. There's times when you need to pray with other people. There's times when you need to pray for other people. But there's certain times and days and seasons in your life where you need to pray for yourself. You cannot shift that responsibility. You cannot delegate that responsibility. You pray for me. You give me a word. You wait on God for me. And I'll just stand in my waiting room and receive it all. Friends, you need to take responsibility for your life and for your situations. Like Rebecca, you need to go alone and seek God. Because as you go alone, you will grow alone. Because actually, God's more bothered about your steps than your destination. You see, God could have stopped the commotion in Rebecca at the blink of an eye if he wanted to. But actually, that wasn't his plan because it actually meant something. But B, actually, I believe God wanted Rebecca to start seeking him. And God is wanting you in your waiting room to start seeking him and to start seeking him alone and to start taking responsibility and growing as you seek him. And let's move on to verse 23. And the Lord said to her, 
here's what's happening, Rebecca. I know exactly what's happening. Two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. What was happening in Rebecca's womb was a prophetic picture of the future. God answered Jacob's prayer, but he gave him double. He didn't give him one child. He said, right then, two are on its way. But actually, these babies that were jostling, that were fighting, actually, that was a picture that actually the whole of their life, they were going to fight. They were going to jostle. They were going to crush. They were going to war. And one would be strong physically. But interestingly, the older would serve the younger, which was completely different to that culture. So what was happening was actually a sign of what was to come. But you see, God spoke clearly to Rebecca. She heard his voice. And now maybe Rebecca said, it all makes sense. Two babies. Had anybody else ever had twins around her? Maybe not. Maybe she didn't even know what two babies looked like, meant, felt like. Would they be attached? Would they be separate? They didn't have scans in those days. How extensive was their knowledge about twins? Think about it. This was new territory. But actually, it was starting to make sense. Because God was starting to speak as Rebecca was starting to seek. And here's the second thing for you this morning, friends. When you're in your waiting room, you need to start listening to God. You need to start listening to what he's wanting to say. Because the thing is, God wants to talk to you. That's why it's a personal relationship. You're not a number on a register. Your name is written on the palm of his hand. He knows every hair on your head. He saw you in your mother's womb. You're not a number. You're a person that he desires a relationship with. If I never spoke to Dave and vice versa, what sort of bizarre relationship would that be? It's the same with daddy in heaven. He wants to talk to you. But here's the deal. You've got to listen. As I've said earlier, I've got three kids. And if ever you come to my house, it's no quiet affair. There's noise all the time. My mum's exhausted after she's been at my house for about two hours. She usually wants to go home immediately. Because there's that much noise. Daniel, your dinner's ready. The PS4's on. Sophia, your dinner's ready. The TV's on. Isabella, your dinner's ready. The Hillsong stereo's turned up high. Your dinner's ready. Does anybody care? Does anybody want dinner in this house? Or is it just me? Noise, noise, noise. And I have a few options in those situations. I can either shout louder, which is not good for blood pressure, 
voice. Stress levels, friendships with neighbours, everything, it's not a good option. Or I can go over and I can take the control to those devices, turn it off. I'm not technical, but I know where the off button is. Or third option is I can go over, I can get close and I can say, your dinner's ready. I take different options depending on how I'm feeling and how much time I've got that day. But here's the thing, friends. You and me are not dissimilar to that. We have so much noise and volume in our worlds that often we can't listen to God. We have the noise of distraction, busyness, mobile phones and computers, things that are seemingly ever so important. And it's all noise, noise, noise. And I wonder sometimes, friends, if God is trying desperately to talk to you, but you just can't listen because there's so much other noise. Friends, it's time to turn down the volume of some noise and turn up the volume of God's voice and to turn up and tune in to the volume of his spirit that's speaking. God wants to talk. As you seek him, he's got stuff to tell. Are you listening? Are you listening? How can we listen? Some real practical things for you to take away. The first one, friends, you've got to get into the Word. Read the Word. Read the Word. Read the Word. If there's only thing you take home today, read the Word. Because when you connect with the Word, you start to listen to His voice. Find what works. The version that works. Do what you need to do. We are spoiled with choice, friends. There's no excuse in our nation not to be reading the word. If you're not reading the word, can I say it bluntly? You're lazy. You're selfish. You're lazy if you're not reading the word. That might sound harsh, friends, but we have got to read the word. It's imperative to your spiritual walk. And as you read the word, my, 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 you'll start listening to his voice. Prayer. Don't do all the talking as well. Do a bit of talking and then shut up and let him do the talking. Too much of that sometimes. We love it, don't we? And he's probably saying, now just be quiet so I can talk. And when he starts talking, start writing. This is my journal. I write down a date. What's, what am I listening? What's he saying? Don't be lazy. Write it down. Date it. It brings weight to the word when you can nail it down and you can get it in a book, get it on your phone, get it on the calendar because there'll be a day when you need to go back to that word. God, I need to remember what did you say? 
don't be lazy. Capture what the Lord is speaking to you about corporate worship. You've made a great choice coming together today because it's in these environments where we can listen to his voice more. And for some of you, and I'd suggest this if you've got big decisions to make, you need to be intentional. Maybe take yourself away for an afternoon, for a day, for a weekend, to a retreat, to wherever, to a hotel room, somewhere where you can seek, some place where you can listen. God wants to speak. Are you listening? And very finally, how does the story end? Verse 24. So, when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Wow. God was right then. He's always right. We just have to learn to trust. There were twins in her, in her womb, and there they were. And you see, when her days were fulfilled, you see, every pregnant woman will empathize with the fact that when the days are fulfilled, there's a step to be taken, people. It's called delivery, childbearing. The women are laughing, the men are just looking at me because girls were laughing because we know what that entails, don't we? It's, 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 there's a few, bit of pushing, bit of panting, bit of pain. But oh my, when we take that step, the result is wonderful. It was time for Rebecca to take that final step for her babies to be delivered. And friends, I want to say, final thing, as you're in your waiting room, once you've been seeking, once you've been listening, inevitably, you're going to have to take a step. Because God is all about you going forward. God wants you to advance, to go forward to increase, to enlarge, to take territory. God is not about you and your life standing still. But God is about you going forward and taking the next step. What's your next step? Maybe for you it's going to be a step of faith. Maybe for you it's going to be stirring up and using a certain gifting or ability that God has given you. But for all of us, there's going to be a next step. Maybe for you, it's about while I'm in this waiting room and the unknown has not yet become known, I'm going to make a step of surrender. I'm going to take a step to trust more in Jehovah. I'm going to take a step not to panic, but to take steps forward in peace, knowing that actually the God who knows everything 
has got me covered. The God that knows everything is well able to take care of me. But what's your step this morning? And we're just going to take a moment right now to be still. And I'm going to ask you three questions. You can keep your eyes open. You can close them. If you want to take something to make notes on, go ahead and do that. But we're going to take a moment just to reflect before we move on this morning. And I want to ask you firstly, while you're in your waiting room, what are you seeking the Lord about? Or what is it you need to start seeking the Lord about for your life? Take a moment to think on that. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. You are welcome. You're welcome here. Take that thing in your mind now. Why not make a commitment? God, I'm going to start intentionally seeking you about this issue. Secondly, I want to ask you, what do you sense the Lord is speaking to you about? As you listen, what's he saying? to pray about what you're hearing now as you go home, as you enter a fresh week he's going to add to what you're already hearing and finally what step is the Holy Spirit encouraging you, urging you to take? Stand together, church. I'm going to pray for us this morning. I'm going to encourage you if you want to receive from the Lord as you go home, as you journey into your week, just put your hands out in front of you. Father, I want to thank you for your word that you want us to seek you. You want us to listen to you. And you want us to take the step that is required. 
And I want to pray for your people this morning, every man, woman, and child. I want to pray for those that are in a difficult waiting room, that you would help them. And in that very place, as they seek you, they will find you. As they listen to you, that you would give them revelation after revelation of how much you love them and of what you have for them now and into their future. And I want to pray for every step that needs to be taken. I ask that you would give your people boldness, liberty and wisdom in how they take the steps required for their life right now. For those that need to do things urgently and quickly, would you help them? For those that need to spend more time seeking and listening, would they make time to do that on a daily basis? In our waiting rooms of life, Jesus, I ask over everyone, would you do something amazing? They would be our finest hours. They would be our greatest moments when we're waiting on you. That God, when all is revealed, we will have grown as we seek, listen and stop. just stay where we are in this position and just before we bring this to land I want to make an opportunity this morning maybe you're here and actually you've never really got off the starting blocks with Jesus not quite sure what it all means but something's going on in the inside and there's a desire I want to know this God more I'm going to give you an opportunity now if you want to invite God into your life. If you want to start seeking him, then I'd love to pray for you right now. Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost. He came to seek you. He came to find you because he loves you. So if you want to start seeking Jesus, I want to ask you where you are now. No one's looking around. Just to raise your hand in the air so I can see it. That is wonderful. Keep your hand raised high so I can see your hand and I can pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask church that we all repeat this prayer together so we can encourage those that are starting this journey of seeking Jesus. Let's say this together, friends. Dear God, thank you for loving me. 
Thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you died. That you dealt with all my mess. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. I ask you to forgive me. To make me brand new. And help me to start a journey of seeking you every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's applaud our Jesus this morning. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.